Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? Broadcasting live from the greatest city in the world. Austin, Texas, baby. It's Bucky and Aaron. You guys want to play some twos? You know what? Actually, we're kind of in the middle of a conversation. B and E. What's B and E? Bucky Godbolt, Aaron Hogan on the Horn, 1049 AM 1260 and hornfm.com. Where the Longhorns play and Austin talks sports. Wake up, everybody. No more sleeping in bed. No more back thinking, time for thinking ahead. The world has changed so very much from what it used to be. There's so much hatred, war, and poverty. Oh, oh, oh. Wake up all the teachers, time to teach a new way. Oh, yes, sir, and yes, ma'am, you had better get them up, get them going Monday on B&E. Coming off a busy weekend, a lot to do, glad you're with us. Four hours of fun and hopefully stimulating conversation begins right now here on the show of the people. Appreciate you finding us however you do. Maybe it's on 104.9 on the FM dial, could be 1019 FM, of course, we're always there. Also on AM 1260 and streaming digitally. Take us wherever you go on that Horn app. Always on your smart speaker at home and work, and certainly watch us live on our Twitch channel and listen to it streaming at our website. Always there for you as well at hornfm.com. Good Monday, Mr. Godbolt. Good morning to you. Good morning to the soldiers at Fort Cabasas, Texas, the soldiers in the state of Texas, and all those that fight for us each and every day. Thank you so much for what you do. It is going to start getting hot. If it's oh. the greatest city in America, it had to be the hottest weekend well, around the place. It'll be hotter next weekend. Oh, here come the triple goodness. digits. It's triple this, is coming at us, huh? Yeah, this was uh, hot this weekend for wow. sure, muggy as well, and uh, uh, triple digit searing heat is on its way mid-June. What else do you expect in the ATX and throughout Central Texas? But yeah, it's going to be warm. It's not going to get any cooler, huh? It's yes. not going the other way not now for a while. Not going the other way. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, because we were enjoying a nice spring. Yeah, we had a nice spring. Plenty really of rain good. and uh, some cooler temps than normal, but uh, here we go. Here comes the... The, uh, the Sizzler, for sure, Man. this week and into the weekend, and a lot to do coming off of this past weekend. Of course, Mondays here on the Show of the People. It's the good, the bad, and the ugly from the weekend that was. Longhorn baseball with some good, and then some bad last night. They ran into a buzzsaw on a left-hander that was the Pat 12 Pitcher of the Year, and they will go to a decisive Game 3 tonight in Stanford to try to get themselves to Omaha for the 39th time. Uh, but they're still alive and still a chance. We'll certainly discuss the college baseball of the weekend. Six teams have already Punch their ticket to Omaha. Two more will be decided tonight uh, in Super Regional Round Baseball. There's Major League Baseball from the weekend, NBA, of course. Uh, I'm going to say a bad to the NBA. This schedule, I'm going to give them a bad. I mean, uh, the Friday night game, you know, all studies will tell you that the least watched night of television in the United States of America is Friday night. And they put a game on Friday night, yet the most watched night of television in, in, in the United States is Sunday night. And they didn't have a game last night. That didn't seem to make much sense to me. They'll play tonight, game four of the NBA Finals with the uh, Denver Nuggets, excuse me, five, looking to close things out down in South Beach. We'll talk plenty of NBA. I thought they should have had 
I, I would have thought it would have been a, uh, I don't know, the schedule. Friday night, no, but then no game Saturday night or Sunday yeah. night uh, in the NBA. Well, they weren't going to go back-to-backers, but Sunday night, you gone, for sure. You're, you're in Miami. You could have gone Friday, Sunday. would have seemed oh, yeah, logical but, to me. Uh, but, you know, what do I, I don't make the schedule. I just, I'm going to give them a bad. I would have liked to have watched some NBA basketball last night. Obviously, the Longhorn game was front and center for folks uh, of local lo, of local flavor here. But, uh, I don't know, that doesn't make sense. I mean, I would imagine a lot of people miss the game Friday night because people go to dinner on Friday night, they go to movies on Friday night, they enjoy the get you know get into their weekend, uh, and then last night you're sitting there ready for uh, okay let's watch some basketball. Nope, no game. I personally did not watch on Friday night. Right, you missed it, right? Yep. See, I missed most of it. I, I didn't even realize it was, it was on until it was like halftime. Oh gosh, the game's on. I'm pretty checked out of this NBA season already. Well, there you go. Denver is on one win away now. From the NBA championship, just give them a bad. You'll give. How about a good to Novak Djokovic? He wins the French Open. He now stands alone with 23 Grand Slam titles. The only uh, man to ever win each of the Grand Slams three times. Uh, he brought the clay court home and uh, you know pulls ahead of Roger Federer as the winningest men's tennis player of all time. That is certainly worthy of a good. Uh, to say the least, Novak Djokovic, the Joker. But we got two Jokers yeah, two on jokers. center stage. With, Absolutely, uh, Nikola Jokic with the Denver Nuggets and Novak Djokovic in tennis. They are certainly good of the weekend. Did you have a good this weekend? I did. I just chilled out. That was good. That is good. You chilled out, relaxed, I, well, not stayed really. cool. Well, no, I was outside in the yard doing. Ooh, come on, man! It's not too hot for you, a yard dog. No, no, no. Just sweat through a couple of different <laughs> outfits and then let's go. Well, I will say uh, happy birthday to my daughter. She turned 21, 21. over the weekend. So, yeah, she uh, uh, we had a nice little get-together for her on Saturday. So that is certainly part of the good. Yeah, my, my baby's 21. My baby is now legal. The baby is 21. Is she legal got carded, now. and I was there to see it. Really? Yes. Nice. Bought herself a little uh, spritzer and uh, the little deal we went to on Saturday out in Wimberley. And, yeah, so she bought herself a spritzer, and she... Doesn't have a fake ID, is that as far as I know. Hey, card of. me, please. That's right. She was so excited. Come on, you got to card so me. Uh, Ty, do you have a good of the weekend? I know you have a bad. I feel like you might have a, a relationship ending, I believe. Yeah. Uh, spent a lot of time at Deep Eddy. Went to the Westlake game on Friday night. Oh, that, that was, did not uh, go good that for That was Westlake. not a good. It was not good, but it was it was good to see the, the community out there. You it have was, fun? Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, Pearland won that game 11-1 to on Friday night, and then... Uh, um, Flower Mound ended up winning the state title in 6A, so uh, you took in some baseball on Friday night. So hope everybody had a good weekend. Let's take your specs text line, good, bad, and ugly. It's 337-3776. Let's get to the headlines, though. Uh, plenty of it, including Novak Djokovic. He is your French Open winner. On the men's side, we also have Longhorn Baseball last night. UBO Business Services brings it to you. Start with, yeah, college baseball, Palo Alto last night. After the Longhorns rallied for five runs in the ninth inning to steal the first game of that Super Regional in Palo Alto, Longhorns, in Game 2 last night, ran into a buzzsaw against Stanford. Uh, they're going to face a winner advances to Omaha Game 3 tonight. Stanford topped Texas 8-3 to last night at Sunken Diamond, thanks in large measure to the Pac-12's Pitcher of the Year, Quinn Matthews. Lanky left-hander handcuffed the Longhorns with a remarkable 156-pitch, 16-strikeout complete game that extends that the series to a decisive Game 3 set for tonight at 7 o'clock. Game was tied at 2 into the fifth inning. But a three-run rally in that frame flipped the ball game. The patient Cardinal lineup chased Texas starter LeBaron Johnson Jr. with an RBI double after a leadoff single. And then Stanford second baseman Drew Bowser greeted Longhorn reliever Travis Staley with a two-run homer to the left that separated the game 5-2 at that point. Matthews took it from there, held the Longhorns to just a Mitchell Daly solo homer in the seventh as uh, the Longhorns suffered their first loss of the tournament. They'll now face an elimination game tonight with a trip to Omaha on the line for head coach David Pierce. 
kind of the issue all uh, all day is just trying to get the leadoff hitter out and uh, allowed some of their power guys to hit with guys in scoring position. But, you know, that's what happened. And, you know, it was one of those nights for us. It was a great night for them. And we just got to bounce back tomorrow. 6.45 pregame here on the Horn, 7 o'clock-ish first pitch. Uh, there is a game ahead of Texas and Stanford tonight that will also decide a trip to Omaha. That's Tennessee and Southern Miss in the Hattiesburg Super Regional. That's also 1-1. Six teams have already punched their ticket to the College World Series. Four of the eight national top seeds are in. Wake Forest continues to mow their way through the tournament. Florida, LSU, and Virginia headed to Omaha, joined by the red-hot TCU Horn Frogs, who swept Indiana State in fourth worth this weekend. They've won 11 in a row. Headed to Omaha. Uh, and even the hotter Oral Roberts Golden Eagles, who topped Oregon yesterday in a decisive game three. Uh, they've won 36 of their last 38 games on their way to Omaha as a four seed. Major League Baseball, Rangers and Astros both dropped rubber games of weekend road series yesterday afternoon. Rangers lost in Tampa 7-3. Shane McClanahan became the Bigs' first 10-game winner in that victory. They took two out of three from the Rangers there. Slumping Astros got blanked by Shane Bieber and the Guardians 5-zip in Round Rock. Uh, Express dropped their series finale in Salt Lake 8-6. And how about in golf? An incredible finish in Toronto yesterday. Nick Taylor became the first Canadian in 69 years to win his National Open. And he did it by rolling in a 72-foot eagle putt on the fourth playoff hole against Tommy Fleetwood. He claims the RBC Canadian Open title. This segment brought to you by UBO Business Services. Great people, great service, endless possibilities. That's UBO Business Services. Visit them at ubeo.com. Dang it, I found myself rooting for Tommy Fleetwood, too. Were you? Yeah, that and that that putt, I said, you know what? I don't even think he's going to two-putt this. I mean, 72 feet away. Wow, what a putt. What a way to end it. What a, what a great win for Canada. 70, longest putt of his, uh, well, I think, was it his career or certainly this season? Oh, that, or this season, yeah. Unbelievable. Sure. He says he doesn't even remember it. <laughs> I mean, a I mean, 72-foot was... eagle putt. Wow. That is unreal. Uh, and he, so, again, first in almost seven decades, a Canadian wins the Canadian Open. Uh, the National, of course, we're going to play our U.S. Open, our United States Open this week out in Los Angeles amid all the controversy and conversation surrounding the world of golf. But uh, that was certainly just some, some good playing yesterday with Tommy Fleetwood. Beautiful golf course outside Toronto. And uh, you know, that, was, that was pretty cool for sure. Uh, not cool for the Longhorns last night um, as they – you know, 150 the, some pitches. You're talking about a, a, a guy that was just okay. Just give me the ball. Well, there'll be some that will criticize that, and uh, I might be one of them. Because remember, uh, uh, Quinn Matthews, the left-hander, who's who was drafted last year in 19th round, uh, big, tall, six-five left-hander that kind of herky-jerky, but man, works fast, uh, throws strike one. This this is going to be a criticism of the Longhorn hitters. You know, he had he had strike one of 22 of the 36 batters. I mean, at some point, you got to be more aggressive early in the count and not get behind. That guy was going to throw first-pitch strikes. He's got a wicked change-up, but you know, he's got four picks. He's got a four-pitch mix, which makes it difficult, especially if he gets ahead of you, and he kept getting ahead of the Longhorns. Yeah, it's a little different than the game on Saturday when when they were very patient at the plate and took some of the walks, but you didn't have to worry about walks. This guy was pitching it, putting it right where you wanted it. Yes. Well, I mean, but, but when you have a change-up like he has and you throw mid-90s, um, you know, it's right where you want it, but you don't know what the speed is, right? There's about a 10, 20, you know, there's a, uh, you know, 15 mile an hour difference, fastball to change up or maybe 12, but either way, he's throwing mid nineties and then he throws that change up. Then he's got that sweeper, uh, that comes in on you. He just did pitch a great game. The reason there'll be criticism of him is, or for the coach for letting him pitch 156 pitches. Remember he pitched twice 
the previous weekend against the Aggies. Yeah, that's right. He was the Friday night starter, and then he came back and, and finished the game when they eliminated the Aggies on Monday. So I think the grand total is he's thrown like 375 pitches in a week. Rubber arm. Which is a lot for a guy who's a major league prospect. But again, uh, he reminds you of, of Augie Garrido back in the day with Austin Wood. And, you know, who wants to be a hero? Uh, this put Stanford back into a driver's seat position against Texas because they didn't have to use their bullpen at all. Um, you know, after they blew the game on Friday, I mean, if you're a Stanford fan, you feel like you should already be in Omaha. Yes. You got a five, you got a, you know, a, a big lead, three run lead in the, uh, the ninth inning with three outs to play. And you allow the, you know, if you're Stanford, you, you know, give up five runs without, without, but you're giving up just one hit in that game. You're talking about being patient at the play. That, that was, was awesome. awesome. That it was really awesome was. for the Longhorns. Augie, or Coach Gus, Coach Gus smiling down on that win oh, on man. Saturday night with their patient approach, you know, just letting the, uh, the Stanford closer just, implode. Um, and I watched a lot of that this weekend. A lot of guys couldn't get the ball over the plate. I mean, they just struggle. Except for that Wake Forest group. Look out. Yeah. Yow. Well, that's who the – whoever wins tonight is going to play Wake Forest first game in Omaha. They can score some runs. They are really, really good. That's 75 runs. Yeah, Wake Forest is a, a dominant force. They're the number one team in the country. they got three, you know, top-end starters that they, they run out there on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And then – they can really score runs. You saw them yesterday with 22 runs to, to eliminate Alabama, who's a top 16. And that's Longhorns are on a tough trek here. They got a tough one tonight. They have not named their starting pitcher yet. I mean, it's been Tanner Witt in this spot. But, uh, I mean, last night, David Pierce kind of went all in to try to win this ball game at 2-2 two to two in the fifth inning. And LeBaron Johnson Jr., he's got his pitch, cup, pitch count up. And as David, Coach Pierce said, they kept getting the leadoff runner on. They were doing a nice job of, of making him pitch – High leverage. That dude, Drew Browser, what a pain in the ass yeah. that dude is. Well, they seem like they had the leadoff guy on every time and every inning. I didn't thought the uh, the umpire had a bit of a tight strike zone against uh, LBJ early in that game, and uh, he didn't have his best stuff. But at the same time, uh, give Stanford a lot of credit. They were very patient at the plate. They worked him and uh, made him throw a lot of pitches. And, of course, he threw a 129-pitch complete game just last weekend in the humidity and heat of Miami. And so maybe some effects of that for him last night. He only made it into the fifth inning. And then... You know, normally what Texas has been doing is they would go, they're going Tanner Witt to start game three of a series, and then Travis Staley is the guy that comes in behind it. Well, he went last night, and uh, he was greeted by a two-run homer that really really flipped the game. That was, that fifth inning it was the decisive part of that ball game in my mind because Quinn Matthews then was able to, you know, b- take that three-run lead and run with it, uh, get comfortable, and finish the ball game from there. They added, you know, more runs uh, against the Longhorn bullpen in the ninth inning as well, but really that fifth inning, uh, became the separator of the ball game, but uh, so the Longhorn offense, I don't think, was aggressive enough and, and getting behind over and over again, uh, not swinging at first pitches. But I'm, I'm not sure if that was the game plan against Quinn Matthews, try to run his pitch count up. But in the end, the pitch count didn't matter. Guy threw 156 no. pitches, and uh, he was going to be out there. That guy was like, "Give me the dang ball, coach. We're finishing this ball game." But you know, Stanford at home now back into a bit of an advantage position, not having to use but one pitcher last night to get to this game tonight. And, again, they, they kind of coughed up the first game uh, where they had the Longhorns three outs away with a three-run lead and give the Longhorns a ton of credit for being patient. I thought uh, in that Saturday night game, Jack O'Dowd's uh, at-bat was just was a critical moment. He just really you know stood in there and took some tough pitches and ended up working a walk to blow the bases. Then the Mitchell Daly ball into the gap that Sanford misplayed and turned into a two-run error really flipped that ball game. And the Longhorns get Porter Brown with a huge hit to uh, to break the five five tie, and the Longhorns steal a game. And then last night Stanford took a game, and now it comes down to two 
traditional powers with Omaha on the line, and I, I'm not sure. I, I can't I, give up walks. Can't you got to yeah. throw strikes? Yeah, and again, I thought LeBaron got squeezed a little bit last night by the umpire, but either way, that's it's tough to tell a strike zone with the angle that they're giving you on ESPN last night. But uh, you know, two good teams, and uh, the winner goes to Omaha. I'm not. I, I'm assuming it's going to be Tanner Witt. But this was the game where the Longhorns. I don't know. What, I don't know where where they're going for pitching tonight. Uh, how they're going to get 27 outs? That's going to become a real challenge for Texas, of who's going to deliver those because you've already used Lucas Gordon, LeBaron Johnson Jr., Charlie Hurley, and uh, Travis Staley. Uh, I'm not sure. You know, Tanner Witt. You know, can he climb the mound and give you a, a big performance here? And, and you give you because when you're talking outs, I mean, you, give, you get four innings out of That's Tanner Witt. That's what I was going to say. Four, probably four. Can you get can. four innings out of Tanner Witt to give you 12 outs and? If you can do that, and, and you know this might be a night where your offense has to go to work, and your offense has to deliver if you're going to get yourself to Omaha again. But uh, that'll be tonight, seven o'clock. Southern Miss plays Tennessee ahead of that, and uh, six teams are already on their way to Omaha. Of course, so, Pierce probably use a little bit of everybody, even if it has to get one out, get people in there. Somebody said this felt like the Big Twelve tournament couldn't get to two strikes, but couldn't get that put away pitch. Yeah, I mean it was a frustrating game last night because it felt like a little bit LBJ had opportunities. And and look, Stanford did an unbelievable job last night of fouling off pitches and extending at bats and just battling. That's credit to them. That's why they're one of the top offensive lineups in all of baseball. And that's what the Horns did on Saturday. Yeah, but that just last inning was I mean, incredible. LBJ would get to two strikes, and they had a great game plan against him. Just just foul it off. You know, learn to learn to, to you know fight to get yourself another pitch, and they kept doing that, and it drove LBJ's pitch count up, uh, and couldn't deliver that knockout, and then he had some walks, and then they'd you know find a way, and that's that, that's credit to Stanford. Stanford fought for it last night. I know Texas was right in there in the fight, but that three-run fifth inning really separated things, and obviously the hero of the game is the left-hander Quinn Matthews, and you know we'll see what the total you know if they win tonight and get to Omaha. I mean, that guy's thrown almost 400 pitches in an eight in an eight days period, uh, or nine days. I mean, that's that's a lot, uh, even if you are a rubber arm. But um, you know, he he delivered where his team needed. He becomes a a hero in Stanford lore last night with that, uh, you know, complete game. Because I, I really thought after Texas, they they added on against uh, Duplantier in the ninth inning that they would go okay, let's let's shut him down. They let him go out and finish it because he was at 130 some pitches going into the ninth inning. Let them go back out there and throw 156, and I'm assuming the uh, the strategy is just save our bullpen for tonight, and we've got everybody tonight. Yep. We have a pitching advantage against Texas going into this game, and um, you know that'll be Stanford's opportunity tonight, Texas's opportunity as well. Uh, so good stuff. Yeah, great win on on Saturday. Tough loss last night. They'll go to a decisive yeah, game. I watched a lot of women's track and field too over the weekend. That was awesome. Yeah, Longhorns win the national championship. Wow. Long Are they win good? the national championship on uh, women's track and field, and yeah, that was pretty cool. Man, oh man, to have that event, the NCAA championships in Austin at a very hot oh. <laughs> Mike Myers track and field man. complex. Uh, but national championship for Texas women's uh, track and field—that is a huge good from the weekend, to say the least. And the uh, Longhorns still alive in the baseball side. I'll say this: good on TCU. How about this group? They won 11 straight, getting to Omaha. Uh, they had the good fortune of getting to host Indiana State instead of having to go to Indiana State, and you know, watching that Indiana State team, Buck, it was hot. I mean, you, I mean, this, the, the weather very similar in Fort Worth to what it was here. With Absolutely. The, and uh, you know, to, to come into Texas into this sauna and uh, play those those early evening games at Fort Worth was advantage TCU. I thought that crowd was huge, eight thousand fans on hand for that and uh, for both ball games and. Kirk Sarlos' team, how about this? They played for the national championship in college football. 
and now they're going to Omaha. Uh, I believe, according to their SID, that's the, they're the first program to ever do that in the same calendar year. You'll remember, if you go back to 2005, Texas won the national championship in baseball in the spring, and then in college football came back and won the national championship right. 05 into 06 with the Vince Young touchdown in the Rose Bowl. But for the first, this TCU is the first team to play for the con. They didn't win it, of course. They got smoked by Georgia, but they played for the national championship in college football, and now they're going to play in Omaha in the College World Series. Pretty good, pretty good year for the uh, TCU Horn Frogs. Good on them. Yeah, and that, as you said, that's a group that's on fire. There are a couple teams that are going into this thing really hot. Ooh, I mentioned Oral Roberts. I, when I before I watched, the show, I watched two of those games. I was adding up. Oral Roberts has won. Thir- they're thirty-six and two. In their last 38 games, Oral Roberts out of, out of Tulsa, Oklahoma, they are in as a four seed. They won the Stillwater Regional 36 and two, and one of those losses was this weekend in Oregon when they lost game uh, what two of that series, but then rallied to win it and walk off yesterday. They go to Omaha red hot. Dude, they were getting bombed in game one, and they just came back in game one. That was that was incredible. I said they're not coming. They're down eight runs. <laughs> yeah, Oral Roberts is 52 and 12. You're <laughs> 51 and 12 this year. Wake Forest is damn good. Florida can flat pitch. Yeah, Wake Forest pitching is not going to let you. You're not going to run away from them. No, and then and they they're can not going to give up that many runs. It looks if you're watching the, the tournament two weekends now and haven't watched a lot of Wake Forest, I hadn't. But you watch them now. I mean, oh, yeah. they can pitch. Their lineup one to nine is loaded. They may be the most complete team now. Now Florida, the Gators can flat pitch. Uh, they can throw arms at you like crazy. They went two and zero this weekend, and then LSU has maybe the best pitcher in all of college baseball in in Paul Skeens and maybe the best player in Dylan Cruz, their center fielder, who might be the first pick of the amateur draft. So, you know, don't sleep on LSU, certainly, as as they have made their way to Omaha with, um, you know, Virginia, really quality ball club as well. Uh, So, yeah, that that bracket is Florida, TCU, Oral Roberts, and Virginia. Texas, if they were to make it tonight, or Sanford are going to be in the bracket with Wake Forest, LSU, and then the winner of the uh, Tennessee Southern Miss Mm-hmm. Uh, regional tonight in Hattiesburg. That'll be ahead of the Texas game. And remember, the way it works when you get to Omaha now is the same thing as these two weekends. You play a four-team regional, and then you'll essentially play a super regional for the national championship is the way the College World Series works. And so, you know, if you're if you're Texas and you're to win tonight, you're not worried about the other side of the bracket, which is Florida, Virginia, or Roberts, and TCU. The only thing you will, will be dealing with is Wake Forest, LSU, and whoever wins tonight. That's going to be your That's four- enough. Yeah. I mean, Wake Forest is plenty. Um, you know, LSU is plenty. Those are your teams you're going to face when you get there. So the the climb continues for the Longhorns, and we'll see if they can get there for a record 39th time becomes the question. But you have some quality baseball. We'll certainly talk about it with you. Uh, the win on Saturday night, which was a thriller. Hopefully it didn't turn it off when it was looking bleak, and the Longhorns found a way to rally and beat the Cardinal. Last night, Not no such luck. They ran into a... Uh, one heck of a performance on the pitching mound for Quinn Matthews and 156 pitches later. Novak Djokovic is your French Open champ, 23 now. NBA Finals, Game 5 tonight in Denver. Nuggets looking to close out and win a championship, which, as we talked about, looks like could be the first of uh, of a run for the young Denver Nuggets. And uh, uh, we'll certainly preview that game coming up and the rest of the good, the bad, and the ugly. We'll get to it coming back. Craig Way has his report. We've got some B&E facts of the day. Uh, busy weekend. Lock it in with us as we roll this thing out. Just getting warmed up here on b It's Bucky and Aaron. 
historic weekend in the world of sports. Good, bad, and ugly on a Monday here on B&E. Novak Djokovic, his 23rd major championship. Puts him into the lead all-time for a men's tennis player, maybe all-time. I don't know if that'll ever be broken. Going past Roger Federer, he'd been in a 22-all in a tie. Roger Federer and uh, breaks that with the win at the French. His third uh, French Open championship of his 23. Pretty incredible. Also, as we said, for the first time in 69 years, a Canadian wins the Canadian Open in golf. That was pretty cool with a Nick Taylor with a 72-foot eagle putt. What about that putt? That'd be great if you're just playing with your buddies at any That'd moment be, of your be good life. To just two putt that to win your uh, your country's national open. Pretty darn cool. For I'm pretty Nick. sure I could have three putted that at least. <laughs> well, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe not. I wouldn't have taken money on me on that uh, for sure to three putt there. I, I don't know. I would. I wouldn't bet on me to two putt it. That's no. for sure. Oh no! no oh no! I certainly not from where that guy was. It. Uh, but that was pretty cool as well uh, this weekend. We're certainly talking to plenty of college baseball. I mentioned the left-hander for Stanford threw has thrown like 370 pitches in the last nine days. It's 336, 336. He had 315 after the eighth inning, if you were counting his pitches thrown last Friday and then against Texas A&M on Monday night. Uh, but, man, that, that was some kind of performance. 156-pitch complete game for Quinn Matthews. And I, I know a lot of Longhorn fans are fired up about the first pitch strikes and struggling Look, this guy is a is a major league prospect. He's the Pac-12's pitcher of the year. You know, he's a good pitcher, and so he he was he was more deceiving than you think. I mean, that motion and also the way how quickly he works. Uh, you know, we talk about pitch clock and how that was a, a controversy to start the year to speed up baseball games. This guy doesn't need a pitch clock. That dude works fast. He's ready to come after you, and um, you know, give him. He he was the aggressor last night, and I think. Stanford was the more patient team at the plate, which worked in their favor. Longhorns tried to be patient with Quinn Matthews, and it got it was to their detriment because they kept falling behind in the counts, and uh, that put him in an advantage position to be in a pitcher's count over and over again. Uh, Longhorns had their chances, though. Longhorns did not hit with runners in scoring position. Longhorns had some runners on base and couldn't put that crooked inning, crooked inning on the board. Um, but you know, same time, give the tip your cap to the pitcher. He was really good. Yeah, I mean, when I when you look at the pitching, you know, TCU pitches pretty well. Wake Forest pitches like out like nobody's business, and they throw strikes. But there's a lot of balls in these games right now. A lot of patient hitters. Well, they're making you. They're making the umps call strikes. They're not giving you anything on on the outside. Nope, that's outside. And guys start going. They just start saying nope. They, they'll tell you where it is. But a lot of guys are getting free passes. He. As you said, maybe older guys, patient hitters, but they're not just going up there hacking at it. Yeah. Now, Wake Forest will hack at it. They're, they're putting runs all over the place. So is TCU. But if you don't throw strikes to them, they're not going to swing at it. They're going to go take their bases. Well, look, if you, if you, you're right about that. And probably not a great lot of guys. I mean, this is a long season now, too. You get to this part, your arm gets a little tired. You're not, you know, not placing the ball as well you did in the middle of the season. There's no doubt about it. So I see that's why I'm looking at a lot of walks. Well, I mean, think about it with this guy, Quinn Matthews, who becomes uh, a program hero. Uh, as, T- as CB on Twitter, of course, um, CB uh, texts us, says, uh, 30 years ago, Brooks Kieschnick threw 172 pitches and struck out 11 in a college World Series game. That is true. That is true. In one That's, game? Yeah. Jeez. Yeah, old school. Old school, baby. That's how it used to be. And people uh, are complaining about LeBaron throwing like 120 pitches right, last week. 129. Yeah, I mean it's uh, it's it's funny the, uh, the 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 way it's changed. But you know, Quinn Matthews, think about being a program hero on Monday against A&M. Remember, they had to come through the losers bracket to win their own Palo Alto regional, uh, and the Aggies had two chances to win 
to get them on Sunday night and Monday night of last week. And Quinn Matthews, who started the Friday night game, uh, had you know came in and, and actually pitched the Monday game and got it all the way to the finish line. Uh, almost, you know, he actually he got it from like the fourth inning to the closer against Texas A&M, uh, and the offense went to work and, and they end up winning that game. But that guy was you know huge and instrumental in getting them out of the first weekend. Mm-hmm. And then last night, in an absolute must-win game for them, he delivers a complete game performance and saves their bullpen. So they are they are fresh tonight. The Longhorns. Uh, one of our textures was nice enough to to remind us that that uh, Charlie Hurley in the game on Saturday night only pitched only threw twenty nine pitches. So you, he might be the guy. If Tanner Witt starts tonight, which is probably the case, and you got to cross your fingers, you get the best of Tanner Witt or best he can be right now. Uh, there'll be a lot of adrenaline pumping through that young guy coming, you know, trying to come back from the Tommy John, and uh, they need him in a big spot here. And you're, you're talking about 27 outs. If your offense can produce, what do you have in the in the pitching staff that can get you 27 outs to preserve the win and get you to Omaha? Tanner Witt likely starts the game, and then probably Charlie Hurley, and then then everybody else. How I mean, far has he gone so far? Four innings. Four innings is his longest stint. Yep, has been it right. Four innings is his his best. Um, and you know, it's really about the. It, it's just command for him. I mean, you know, the stuff has been good, uh, but at the same time, the last time we saw him out in the in the uh, Miami regional uh, in, Pal- in in Coral Gables, he just couldn't locate the, the breaking pitch, and so they were sitting on that a fastball. That happened on Saturday. Not enough strikes. Yeah. It, it worries me that they're putting a guy out there that you know you're going to have to take out at some point. Well, look again. I think if they're not going to break break the, the the that who else are you going to go with? Yeah, I mean. I mean, he's been there. That's true. I mean, he's been their third game starter for the last five or six weeks since he came back. And remember, he came back in that TCU series. How many of those games have we won that he's started, though? Good number. Really? Good number. Uh, I'll uh, I'll add up the record. I don't think but, you'll see more than two losses since he's jumped in there. Um, but he's only, like you said, eight four. He's only gone four. Yeah. Well, they won the. Uh, the I know they won the West Virginia game that Sunday when he started the ball game, and they needed the sweep. Uh, to beat the Mountaineers to claim a, sh- a share of the Big 12 title, and yeah, he's look, he's he's coming back from a major surgery and he's trying to work his way back. But this would be one of those moments. Hey, we need he needs to be his best tonight, whatever yes. he's going to be. Because, but I would say this for any Texas baseball fan: would you would you take the opportunity to have one game to get to Omaha? You know, way back when the season began and all the new players and um, all the new coaches and in what was seen as a rebuilding year. If, if anybody said, okay, would you sign up for Tanner Witt on the mound? You know, winner goes to Omaha game against whoever, certainly Stanford. Yeah, well, yeah, say, because yes, on Saturday that. I'd say there was no chance of them right. winning that game. Right. You absolutely take your chances. You need 27 outs from your pitching staff, and you got to score some runs tonight. I mean, that's the number one thing. They've used their best pitcher. Uh, their bullpen is is leaky. They've already shown that. If you can get to the starter, this is one of those, you know, David Pierce keeps saying it, and he said it again after the win on Saturday night, the, the, the strength of this team is the team. The yes, strength of the ball sure. club is the ball club when they were, when they play well together. Uh, there's there's you know some individual stars like Dylan Campbell uh, is a really good player and Porter Brown is a really good player and they got but again the, the strength of this Texas team is this Texas team uh, and they need to all come tonight. I mean and and again would you take that opportunity to win a ball game one game to go to Omaha? Absolutely and that's the that's where they put themselves and uh, we'll look forward to seeing this tonight seven o'clock with a six forty five pregame. Here on the horn. To the TCU point, you know, if you go back to when Texas, when Tanner Witt made his return from the Tommy John surgery, his first climb of the hill was at Fort Worth. And that was a game, a series in which Texas beat TCU the first two games. Remember, it was, a, it was because of weather on a Friday night. They moved right. that series to Saturday, Sunday, Monday. And uh, 
Texas won the first two games. If you go look at that TCU team since that series, they've been unbelievable. That from that point on, I think they've lost like one game. Uh, TCU, I think they've lost one game since that. That was like, um, uh, you know, gosh, twenty-five games ago mm-hmm. uh, when he came back. And uh, TCU has been among the best teams in all of college baseball since that series. I don't know if that was something that happened there with the Longhorns taking two of three on their home field. But that Monday they beat up, they beat Texas in Tanner Witt's return, and they have not looked back. And now TCU is going to Omaha. Uh, they've just mowed. I think they they've won eleven straight games. They won the Big 12 tournament. They won the uh, Fayetteville Regional. They swept Indiana State two straight games in front of sellout crowds in Fort Worth over the weekend. Uh, TCU feeling pretty good about where they're at headed to Omaha. Yeah, as well. Indiana State didn't have a chance. Yeah. <laughs> TCU team. Thank you for that home game. Yeah, I don't know what 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 happened in that uh, in, in that series with Texas, but since that point, they've been they've been as good as Wake Forest, right? Wake Forest has been great all year, number one team. Uh, so it's it's as we always say in in really any sport, but certainly baseball. It's not the best and you team all call, year. You wouldn't call Florida a sleeper, would you? No. Right now, I mean, amongst mm-hmm. the teams that are hot, They're number though. two in the country. Yeah. Uh, and they have, you know, along with Wake Forest, the two best pitching staffs in the country, Florida and Wake. So, no, not a sleeper at all. Uh, and that's what's pretty cool. There were some upsets in the first weekend, but when you look up, there's six teams already there. Four of them are top eight national seeds right. and four of the best teams in college baseball all year. Stanford, if they were to win tonight, would become another one, right? They'd be... You know, there there were there were a host and and top eight national seeds. So you'd have five of the eight being you know five of the top eight teams in the country there, and then you add the TCU red hot Oral Roberts red hot, and then uh, uh, Tennessee Southern Miss would also not both of those teams were not top eights. But I think there's some chalk going to Omaha, which is going to make it a lot of fun if you can get there. Longhorns have their chance tonight. Um, this says. Uh, I'm surprised more starting pitchers don't work fast like that. Pete Hansen used to pay, use pace to his advantage. Yeah, look, I mean, you know, just the, 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 to the aggressor goes the, the spoils in my mind. And I thought uh, Quinn Matthews was the aggressor last night coming at the Longhorns, attacking the Longhorns with first pitch strikes. I mean, you know, any pitcher, any, any baseball guy would tell you the most important pitch of an at-bat is the first pitch. If you can get first pitch strike and be ahead in the count and make it a pitcher's count every time, you're in the advantage, and then work fast from that. Especially if you can, you know, work a four picks, four pitch yep. mix like that guy could. Uh, advantage Quinn Matthews, and showed why he's one of the best pitchers in baseball. Uh, last our college baseball last night, that was good to see. We'll get to the other good, bad, and ugly from a very busy weekend. Uh, we've got some. Uh, we'll we'll take a look at the the NFL coming out of the weekend, but obviously a lot of uh, a lot of interesting storylines developing. We'll also get back to the golf conversation. Coming off the Canadian Open, looking forward to the U.S. Open and the uh, stories that came out over the weekend. Still trying to uh, lay the groundwork for what's coming in golf with the, uh, the the merger, the Live Golf PGA Tour conversation. That will be ongoing. Uh, we've also got uh, some B&E facts of the day we need to get to uh, coming up. Um, this says, who was the starter Sunday before Tanner Witt came back? Um, Staley. Staley yeah, had 10 it, starts during the year. Well, remember this is this this starting rotation has been a work in progress all year. The only the only solid the only st- certain thing has been Lucas Gordon on Friday night, but LeBaron Johnson Jr. didn't start becoming your second starter until May, I mean or, or June or April, late April. Uh, you were kind of you're trying to peaceful. Uh, Travis Staley started a bunch of Saturday games. Right. Charlie Hurley started some Saturday games, and the then freshman it was, from uh, the homeschooled kid from like the Belton area. Uh oh, uh, from Gerald. Yeah, well, you may see him tonight, by the way. Um, 
His name is, is uh, gosh. It's escaping me right now. But, yes, well, he, he's a guy you're going to need tonight, by the way. We'll talk about that coming up. But, you know, this pitching staff, and this is where you give Woody Williams a lot of credit, uh, you know, the development of, of LeBaron Johnson Jr. has been huge to give you an established second starter. That hadn't been the case for most of the year. You had Lucas Gordon on Friday, and they were trying to p- patchwork it together, and then Sunday was even more of a patchwork quilt uh, for the Longhorns. And uh, Kobe Minchie, Kobe Minchie is the, the, the guy you're thinking about, the homeschool kid from Gerald. Uh, he also could be a big factor tonight, along with Charlie Hurley, beyond Tanner Witt. But then, yeah, Tanner Witt came back in that TCU series, and he's been the Sunday starter or the third-game starter since then. And that really solidified who's going to start each game. And that hadn't changed here in the last month or so, and I wouldn't imagine that changes tonight. But, you know, it's going to be everybody tonight, Buck. You're going to need, you know, three, four, maybe five pitchers to get to 27 outs, uh, and you need your offense to come to – to uh, to bring it tonight without a yeah, doubt. Yeah, I mean, if somebody has to come in for one batter, they're coming in. Uh, sure. I mean, it's everybody. It's it's everybody. You need 27 outs and you need to score some runs tonight. That's pretty obvious. Uh, we'll get some B&E facts of the day. We'll talk about the Red Hot teams in college baseball. Get to some uh, other Longhorn conversations. And congratulations to the Texas women's track and field team. They win the Outdoor National Championship over the weekend over there at Mike A. Myers. Uh, they hosted the, the National Championships and for the fifth time in program history. They are the national champions. Congrats to them. It's a busy Monday here on Beanie. It's Bucky and Aaron. Monday on the horn. That makes it a good, bad, and ugly Monday. Hope you had a great weekend. Hope there's plenty of good. Be a little bad and hopefully nothing ugly. I'll give you my ugly of the weekend, Buck. It came this morning. I'm mad at myself. So I'm, I'm such a, maybe you are too, I think you and, you and I are similar in this way, and a lot of the folks out there probably are. I'm, I'm a creature of routine. Yes, for I'm sure. A, I'm a creature of routine. So when my alarm goes off at the same time each morning, we get up here to come to the show. I get out of bed every time, every morning at the same time. I walk out the door pretty much at the same time. And I get here pretty much the same time every morning, knowing how, you know, usually just before 5 o'clock, and you're already here. And yeah, I get up really early. I'm an early ride. I just, that's just the way I've always been. Just in, get up and go. Yeah, you, but you're always here when I get here, so I pull into the parking lot and see your car, and uh, Buck is here. But so this morning, so they're doing construction on I-35, and I now know, because especially overnight, they do a lot of the construction work out of the heat and in the, in the overnight period, right? They set up the big lights, and they do a lot of the work. So I've gotten in the habit of I, I, I come in from Onion Creek south, and I, I just get in the right lane, and a lot of times I'll just get off at the William Cannon exit just to stay on the feeder road because they'll have the trip. Normally about when I'm coming in is when they start you know pulling down the barrels. and uh, But so knowing that uh, you know if you get onto the feeder road and they've shut the, tra- the, the, the freeway down, you can move right through that and not have to sit and wait. I forgot to get off. I didn't get off. And 15 minutes later, 15 minutes wow. because they had cut traffic down to one lane at the bottom of the hill, and I didn't see it before I got off. That hill? Yes. Right there as you come up <laughs> that the hill. hill? Well, yeah. If you ever if you come in from the south, you know you go down the hill and back up the hill. Were they rubbernecking uh, in the dark as no, usual they were there? No, they were just the, the construction workers were out there pulling the barrels down to open up traffic because they were supposed to have it free and flowing by 5 o'clock. But this is before 5 o'clock, so it's the very end of their work for the night. And I know, I know better. Get off. Yeah, get my, off, avoid it, and then you can just keep on cruising. Fifteen minutes later, and um, so my my ugly is just I, I feel out of routine because I'm fifteen I am, minutes. I'm behind. exactly like I, I'm I'm out of routine too because of this little dog that I have who <laughs> you got to leave the small garage door open so that in, at night he's, he can start to get weaned to be an outside period. Right. Well, 
Of course, my car's in the other garage. I can't pull it out because this little fool will walk. He's not like he'll walk right underneath your tire. Right. I will kill the dog. So I had to park my car outside the lower gate. So I had to walk down the pathway of my house to get to the lower gate, out the gate that way. And, you know, and my wife, of course, the sliding glass door, I had to do all that stuff. I had to actually wake her up and tell her to lock the door behind me. And I'm walking through the yard with my phone flashlight to get there. Because this little dog has disturbed me just backing out and going because he's kind of knucklehead. I mean, four months old, he's not going to, he'll, he'll walk right underneath the wheel. You can't just back up. He'll, he'll come out of that garage and then come. He's going to have to get, but he won't go, you know, the gate, when the gate opens up, he won't run to the gate and go out of the property, but he'll go to the car. If the car comes in, he'll start right. heading right to the car, right to the wheels. And so this is, this is unusual for me. I've got to walk through the yard now in order and I've got to leave outside the property in order to get in my car. Right. So I, do you think I like leaving my car outside of the property and then getting there at, you know, 3.45 in the morning, get into the car? And people see me get into a car in the neighborhood. Uh-oh. What's that dude doing? And I've, I had that problem when I lived out at, remember I, I did live in, uh, what was it, Lakeway? The Lakeway? I, yes. I lived in the ghettos of Lakeway out there <laughs> off a of Sailmaster. And I was pulled over twice. You know, I got pulled over two days in a row driving. That's when I drove that Beamer. And I got pulled over, and the cops go, so what are you doing? I said, I'm going to work. Yes, I'm black. This is my car, and I'm going to work. Yeah. And the next same day, somebody pulled me. Another cop pulls me over. I'm like, what is this? I'm not allowed to go to work at 4 in the morning? Well, we just want to know what Protecting you're doing. The hood. What do you mean, what, are you, what am I doing? I'm going to work. I'm telling you, I'm going to work. Before I had a run-in with those no. that group for a while. So if you're a creature of routine, that that you know that's 15 minutes I'll be chasing all show. That's just 50. I'll never get the 15 minutes back. No, it, 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 and it, it for me it, it it just rattles me. I'm like I'm behind all of a sudden. I can't ever get that 15 minutes back. And what am I going to do when I have these animals to myself? And my wife is going to Israel in what? October for 10 days. What do I do? What am I going to do? They're going to man gonna, up. Might have a dog gonna, up here. With you're going to man up like Quinn Matthews last night and throw 159 pitches or whatever the hell it is. You know, it's going to be a little dog pooping in the garage because he's going to be locked in that bad boy, although he won't be little by October. All right. Uh, there's our little grievances this morning. We've got That's a lot of good, bad, and ugly from the busy weekend. Hope yours was great. Uh, it was hot. I know that. Oh, and hope man. you got to find a way to uh, to find some some relief. The water, the pool. Maybe the air conditioning, whatever you're doing. Watch a lot of college baseball. We'll talk about it all. Uh, recap of historic weekend uh, with Novak Djokovic, the UT women's track and field team winning a national championship, and a Canadian wins the Canadian Open. We'll get to all that. Plus, the Longhorns are now in an elimination game. Win and move on to Omaha for a 39th time. Lose and season over. That's the scenario for the Longhorns tonight. We'll play it out, tell you how they got there after a pretty thrilling weekend of Longhorn baseball. One good one, one bad one. That's a good, bad, and ugly Monday here on BNE on 1049, 1019, AM 1260. We stream it for you always on the Horn app, on your smart speaker, and at hornfm.com.